Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved. This gap has us forever trapped in people-pleasing, procrastination and perfection and all sorts of nonsense as we try to measure up and be the person we've been told is worthy of love, all the while missing the truth about how amazing we already are. I'm your host, the Love Your Bloody Self coach, Wendy Windle. Fancy having boundaries that get back time for you? Then head to wendywindle.com to pick up your free guide, because never having time for ourselves is just some more shit we do for love. Hello there, love. Today we are talking about spiritual bypassing. Ooh, love how I say we when it's just me. It's just me talking to you, so I guess that's a we. We are talking about spiritual bypassing. This was instigated really by having Sora Schilling on the previous episode and we were talking a little bit about spiritual bypassing but it it reminded me how few people really understand what spiritual bypassing is within spiritual communities and I completely put my hand up to this and I'll get more into that later but also people who aren't in spiritual communities like I was chatting to a friend recently and mentioned this term to him and he was just like I don't really understand what that means And he for a moment assumed that because he wasn't, he's not spiritual, he's not in a spiritual community, it had nothing to do with him. But then I was like, "Mm, no, Um, spiritual bypassing has happened to you. You've been spiritually bypassed. If you've ever felt like you're being too negative for somebody by simply telling them what's going on in your life or being accused of being a downer when you've got genuine problems or tried to connect with someone about something that you're going through and they chuck platitudes at it. Like, you know, they turn into a living Hallmark card and start saying things like everything happens for a reason. What doesn't kill us? That's spiritual bypassing. So you don't have to be in a spiritual community or even identify as spiritual in order to hugely benefit from knowing what it is, how to spot it and what to do about it. So today's episode of Shit We Do For Love is for everyone who's ever going to be in relationships with anyone and it's called spiritual bypassing or how to stop being an enlightened good girl. So what is spiritual bypassing? Well, it's a term that was actually coined by a psychiatrist and Buddhist, John Wellwood, and he says this, It's a widespread tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. In other words, strangely enough, spiritual bypassing is widespread within spiritual communities or people that just claim good vibes only or love and light. It's widespread as a way of not facing up to our real emotions or trauma that has happened and avoiding the hard work of actual growth by trying to leapfrog over that hard work using spirituality. Basically, spiritual bypassing is building a road paved in unicorn shit to drive around what you're actually feeling and experiencing, your trauma, the reality of what's happening on the planet. Anytime you're going through hell, 
and someone sends love and light without really being there for you, it's highly likely that your situation is causing that person to feel uncomfortably human. So they spiritually bypass by using toxic positivity rather than get down on the floor with you and hold your hand and be human. But before I get stuck into this beast, I want to be really clear about a couple of things. And number one is this. Spirituality. And I've got a very broad definition of spirituality. So I mean, basically, if you've got a meditation practice, yoga, chanting, or you in some way pursue being in touch with either a sense of your higher self or a higher power that maybe feels like it exists outside of you or source energy, all of that. I think it's awesome. Meditation and yoga encourage us to be more compassionate to ourselves and to others, uh, develop emotional resilience, and even question long-held negative beliefs about ourselves. My spiritual practice helped me. It was really my first massive step on the road to self-love was using spiritual practices to understand and hold myself in a much more compassionate light. By mindfully turning our attention to the present moment, and choosing to believe in a benevolent universe and raising our energy or or just breaking ourselves out of habitual sadness using chants, binaural beats, or just a good old dance around a fire pit, whatever floats your boat, can really enhance our experience of life and develop a deeper understanding of source power. So this is by no means going to be an anti-spirituality pod. I'm all for the spiritual And all for you if you don't identify as spiritual either. We're all self-love here, baby. And when you love yourself, it's easy to love others. So spiritual bypassing, this is point number two I want to be clear about. It's a defense mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. People engaging in spiritual bypassing, they've got no idea. And if you question somebody's behavior, you're questioning a deeply held belief as well as addressing blindness to a subconscious survival mechanism. In other words, the person engaging in spiritual bypassing, being all love and light, you'll be fine. um, They are so uncomfortable with being human that they're bypassing their own emotions and certainly have no space to deal with yours. There's a lot going on inside that human being and absolutely zero awareness of it on their part. Zero. And the more conscious that being claims to be, I guarantee you the less aware they are of the pain that they're causing you. You can't shame someone into being aware. And a frontal attack often results in a cognitive dissonance, total denial, shutdown, and then a stronger return to the spiritual bypassing. If you've ever tried to confront somebody who's being really toxically positive by asking them to wise up and wake up and see what you're going through, you'll probably see them crumble for a moment and then argue even harder that what you need is to wake up to the goodness in the world and get more in flow and let go of that trauma that you're obviously clinging on to. I mean, I don't advise trying it, but If you do, it's not going to be effective and it's kind of unkind because that person, like I say, they're really not aware of what they're doing. It's it's a problem that needs to be unpicked 
usually with some deep therapy. And until a person is ready to see that in themselves, it, you know, it's the old, you can lead that horse to water, but it's got to want to drink. I know this because I'm guilty of spiritual bypassing. I was in a spiritual community for about 12 years. And when I rocked up to that spiritual community, that sounds like a cult, maybe a little bit, but it was um, just, it was a meditation community and a meditation practice that I was really, really into for about 12 years. Um, did monk training. This is all for another podcast one day. But anyway, I showed up to that community ready to really get deep into meditation without realizing that I was taking in with me all of my ingrained good girl behavior. So we had a leader or our, our spiritual teacher who ran his ship really from his own life in his own way, incredibly patriarchal, hierarchical system where you could be good and even kind of get brownie points for meditating the most and always being blissed out, friendly and pleasant to be around. Like the more helpful you were, the more friendly, the more outwardly joyful you were, the more you got pointed at as an example of what the perfect meditation student like. My good girl was in Nirvana. Every time I went on retreat, because I could do this, I could be outwardly pleasant. I could ignore my own feelings and smile all the time. I could meditate through any kind of difficulty, in other words, ignore it, and be completely in people-pleasing mode. We called it being in service, but that's just a spiritual bypassing of the fact that we were all deeply trying to please each other and especially the teacher. It took me a huge and, and this time a real awakening to see the systems at play within my community and get the hell out. Spiritual bypassing comes in many different flavors. So I'm going to kind of bullet list a few of them and then I'll go deeper into some experiences that I had in my own life as part of a spiritual community that was basically based on spiritual bypassing and people pleasing. So spiritual bypassing, the flavors, overemphasizing the positive and avoiding the negative. This is the love and light crew. This is the this too shall pass crew. This is the let's not talk about what you're really going through. Please just get over it quickly because it's an inconvenience crew. Um, being self-righteous about the concept of enlightenment. So Sora Schilling and I touched on this a little bit in the last episode of the pod where you believe that your spiritual practice makes you somehow more evolved than, wait for it, them, but you're also here to save or help them. That's spiritual ego. And I promise you I'll make a whole other pod just about spiritual ego one day soon. Being overly detached. I knew of a woman who apologized to people that she had become emotional when she got the news that her daughter was in hospital. She was sorry that she had been, and I quote, so human. So being overly detached, denying all emotion, this is a sign of spiritual bypassing. Being overly idealistic. Look, I'm a very 
optimistic person. I am in the glass is half glass glass is half full because I got to drink the other half, and I know someone is coming to refill it soon. I'm in that camp. I'm that kind of girl. I know I'm also a morning person, but pretending that everything happens for a reason or that these things will work out when the world is plunged into tragedy around you is that's avoiding what is that's being overly idealistic having feelings of entitlement this comes from spiritual ego the feeling that you are entitled now to a life without suffering because you've done all the work even the buddha said that all life is suffering so you might want to let that one go. Exhibiting frequent anger. So I made a whole earlier episode about how to make anger your ally. When spiritual people are angry all the time, it's a message from the subconscious that something's deeply off, that basically you're living a life where you cannot align to your own values because they're not based in reality and it makes people angry. Engaging in cognitive dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance is a mental conflict that occurs when your beliefs don't line up with your actions. It's an uncomfortable state of mind when someone has contradictory values, attitudes, or perceptives about the same thing. For example, claiming that we live in unity and are all one, but then referring to people outside of your meditation circle as muggles. And the simple one to last, simply pretending that everything is okay when it's clearly not. Here's how I have seen spiritual bypassing. I mean, I've seen every single shade of that flavor that I've just said, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper into just three of them here. Being overly idealistic. Pretending that we live in an ideal universe, particularly if you are ignoring other people's lived experiences and pretending that everybody has had exactly the same experience as yours. So the first time I ever heard of the term spiritual bypassing was around the Black Lives Matter campaign after the murder of George Floyd. When it felt like every single black square posted on Instagram had behind it some white yoga teacher sending love and light and prayers and announcing to the world that they're not racist and all lives matter. And that and, and talking about that, you know, while they support the movement, there's not really racism. There's not really like just kind of denying the depth of the problem. And it's a huge problem. So it just felt like spiritual practices or having a spiritual life was being used as a way for people to pretend that A, they weren't racist, interesting, and B, that the world isn't as racist as maybe people were making out. Hmm. Yeah. Spiritual bypassing. Okay. Racism is deeply entrenched in our society, and I'm talking as a Western white woman here, and in our consciousness. It's uncomfortable to look at. It's painful to talk about, <laughs> unless you're white, hanging out with your white friends and just talking about how none of you are, are racist, right? Spiritual bypassing. It requires a deep examination of one's beliefs and where they came from 
to untangle the mess of white supremacy. It's the opposite of spiritual bypassing. To deny any involvement in a society-wide systematic racism without doing a jot of the uncomfortable work of self-inquiry as a defense mechanism. And remember, spiritual bypassing is a defense mechanism. It's a subconscious dread of thinking what we might find within ourselves. Because white people, what we're going to find within ourselves is white supremacy. So we jump over the problem by sending love and light and pretending that the issue isn't as bad as people are making it out to be or that we are not a part of the problem. We're part of the problem. This is spiritually bypassing a complicated issue that needs, above all, our full awareness and capacity for compassion. Self-compassion first, because obviously undoing racism, that's a white person problem and white people need to be doing the work. So the compassion needs to start with us, having the compassion for ourselves to unearth our programming, see what we've been accidentally putting into the world and face up to that. And it's a real shame to me that communities who could really have made a difference to race issues by bringing the full light of consciousness into play were so quick to just push it away and claim all lives matter. And this is actually why I left my spiritual community. It's so important to recognize that racism or denying racism is spiritual bypassing and to encourage each other that actually unlearning racism is spiritual work. It's fundamentally spiritual work because to not look at it is to live in complete ignorance. So if you're claiming that you want to be enlightened and have awareness, then start with the awareness of your own programming rather than trying to bypass it. Overemphasizing the positive and avoiding the negative. Okay. I see this a lot in spiritual communities where there's kind of a celebrity or a personality in charge. And it doesn't even need to be in a spiritual community. It could be fans of a particular spiritual author, for example. Every human walking the earth is, guess what, human. In other words, a full manifestation of the divine with a nervous system and the need to shit. No one person is more perfect or more connected with source than the rest of us. The point of a spiritual teacher is to help us develop a relationship with our own divinity, not so that we can make somebody God on earth. Part of spiritual bypassing is a blinkered approach to those on our path who we deem as more spiritual or more enlightened than us. We deliberately smooth over anything that doesn't fit into our ideal story of this leader or this author that we've been following and take any opportunity to sort of be enthusiastic about their work and every word that comes out of their mouth. We often in the spiritual community that I was in, no matter what the teacher said, it was twisted to be divine love. No matter what he said, and he could be a real dick, but people would just say like, oh, but he says it with such love and compassion. And it's like, you're refusing to see that this person is a human and grumpy and sometimes a judgmental asshole by smoothing it over. And the dark side of this bypassing is actually 
It's an unwillingness to be fully actualized as a person, capable of debate, disagreement, and discernment. All of these things are uncomfortable. And to an underdeveloped emotional system that's still looking for a God or a father figure outside of itself, we're looking for that to worship. We're looking for somebody to have the answers and to tell us what to do because being a grown up and being responsible for ourselves is hard work. And it's much easier to pretend that there are more divine beings on the earth that have all the answers and that if we just follow what they say, we'll have a taste of their clearly divine enlightened experience. But we're denying that they're human. We're putting ourselves in comparison with an ideal. It, yeah, it's overemphasizing the positive of somebody and avoiding the negative. And avoiding, therefore, the negative, it feels negative, work of becoming the boss of us. You are the boss of you. The best spiritual teacher for you is you. And trying to put somebody ahead of you on the path is a form of spiritual bypassing. And it also denies, by the way, those teachers, those leaders don't get to be human. They don't get to make a mistake. Because then we feel betrayed, whereas we put them on a pedestal, unless they put themselves on a pedestal. But again, that's probably for another pod. Okay. Pretending that everything is okay when it's clearly not. There's a trap so many people fall into on a spiritual path that it's possible, the idea at least, that it's possible to transcend negative emotional experiences by doing spiritual practices right doing them right. Meditate right. Do yoga right. Do your breath work right. Get cold enough. This causes an over-identification with positive emotions like bliss, love, excitement, joy, and a disowning and extreme rejection of any experience that is perceived as uncomfortable, unpleasant, or negative. I've witnessed on so many occasions people so unwilling to admit their true feelings, that they were proclaiming that they were excited and full of joy when their body was clearly going through some PTSD, or they were clearly depressed, but claiming some kind of spiritual title for it. When these feelings are denied or bypassed, the split between the expressed and the felt causes dissociation. And that can lead to bewilderment and a sense of not knowing who you are or how to fit into your surroundings. And the way out of it for a lot of spiritual bods is to meditate more, do more yoga. And then the practice becomes an addiction because when you're not practicing, you realize that you're human, but you have not allowed yourself room to be a human. So you have to pretend that everything's okay when it's not. Maybe you've recognized these symptoms in yourself or you see them in your community or maybe you've got spiritual friends and you're like, oh, I need to have a chat with my friends. Okay, so how do we begin to stop the habit of spiritual bypassing? Okay, for other people, simply hold the space and deeply listen. It's 
it's no surprise in hindsight that I started to really split with my spiritual community when I got heavily into coaching and really learned how to sit in wholeness with a human being in their wholeness. In communities, when the focus is on rapidly transcending emotions, there can be a stigma and a judgment placed on anyone who isn't drinking the Kool-Aid of enlightened bliss. Trauma survivors are shut down as being in your story or refusing to let go of the past. Choosing to believe in the lived experience of another human being, no matter how much it threatens your spiritual dogma or how uncomfortable it makes you feel, that's the opposite of spiritual bypassing, being willing to sit in discomfort with another human who is uncomfortable. Rushing people through the process of healing emotional and psychological hurt by prescribing more meditation or yoga, that just says so much about our unwillingness to accept our own emotions. When we can accept that other people have problems and issues that need time and attention, guess what? We can allow ourselves that same compassion. Meditation isn't a quick fix cure-all for something to be thrown at troublesome people to make them go away and fix themselves. And it's definitely not something for you to throw at yourself thinking, I'm just going to fix myself with ice baths. Sit with yourself. Let yourself be human. The road paved with unicorn shit is not going to heal the trauma healing the trauma comes from experiencing it and letting yourself be in the state that you're already in as opposed to pretending that you're not the first step to let go of spiritual bypassing for ourselves is simply to allow this to allow ourselves to be human a beautiful messy complicated human allow yourself the gift of radically and wholeheartedly accepting your current experience, no matter what it holds. And that means sometimes seeking professional help for unresolved childhood or grown-up traumas. It's not unspiritual to be depressed or to have trauma or to need to process the past. Allowing ourselves to be a complex mix of all kinds of desires. There's, there's nothing to rise above or go beyond being a human being, when you're willing to integrate every aspect of who you are, there's no part of you that is outside of whether you call it God or source energy or universe, or just there's no part of you that's not okay. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't okay. As John Wellwood, who coined the term spiritual bypassing, says, we are not just humans learning to become Buddhas but also Buddhas waking up in human form, learning to become fully human. And these two tracks of development can be can mutually enrich each other. I'm going to say that again because I can't hash it up. We are not just humans learning to become Buddhas, but also Buddhas waking up in human form, learning to become fully human. And these two tracks of development can mutually enrich each other as John Wellwood. Look, being human is messy. It's emotional. It's a sensory experience that 
I don't know, sometimes I believe maybe when we were floating around the ether, we dreamt of having it. You know, we were desperate to be human. We wanted to try ice cream. So to try to skip out on our own body and our own nervous system when we went through so much, apparently, to get a human body, it just seems like it's missing the point. True freedom comes from the deepest surrender, not to an ideal or a concept or a lofty notion, but surrender to yourself. Surrender to your experiences, live all of your life, be all of who you are, because it takes immense awareness and compassion to do this. There's actually no greater spiritual pursuit. There's no easier way to attain enlightenment than to decide that you're going to love yourself no matter what. I bloody love you.